Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a drug addict. An alcoholic. An atheist. An unlovable person like me. Saved a sinner. A sinner. A sinner like me. That saved a wretch like me. I once was broken. I once was lonely. I once was full of pride. I once was homeless, but now I'm found. I once was lost. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I'm brand new. But now I'm part of a family. Was blind, but now I'm part of a family. But now I'm changed. But now I'm happy. But now I'm whole. Was blind, but now I see. And I can say that I've turned my microphone on. So there we go. So God is good, isn't he? Before we begin, I know our ushers are, are busy and just received the offering. I just want to make sure everyone here has this card. I don't want anybody not to have a card, no matter how young or how old. Um, and if you do not, just raise your hand super high and the ushers will bring that to you. Just raise your hand high. They'll see you and uh, they'll pass it out to you. Just go ahead, raise them high. Just want to make sure you have that now. So we don't have to do that later in the service. I'm so glad that you're here this morning. We're on the final message in a series called All In. Since the beginning of this year, we've been talking about going all in with God. And when we started the year, on the very first weekend, we said, pack your coffin. And we heard the story of the one-way missionaries. Those young men and women, a little over 100 years ago, that said, God, wherever you want to send us, we'll go. And what they did is they packed all their earthly belongings into their coffin. They waved goodbye to family and friends. And they set sail to wherever God told them to go. And they knew that they'd never return home. That's going all in with God. One of those missionaries was A.W. Milne. Now, A.W. Milne uh, was going to a place where he thought he'd be using his coffin pretty quickly. Because everybody else that had gone there had been killed for preaching the gospel. But by God's grace, he was able to minister on that island for 35 years. And when they finally put his body in the coffin, they brought it to the center of the village, they buried him there. And on his tombstone it read, When he arrived, there was no light. But when he left, there was no darkness. God uses us when we go all in with him. God's calling you to go all in. We need to believe when Jesus says, follow me, lay down your life, that he means it. And we go all in by consecrating ourselves. We go all in by living a passionate life. We talked about that the second week, that we yell charge and we go after because that's how Jesus lived. Jesus lived with passion. And if we claim to follow Jesus, then we better live like he lived. We're one decision away. We said that from the very first message. We are one decision away from a totally different life. So don't give in. Don't give up. Move forward. Don't be led by fear, which was our last message, but rather by faith. Don't live a life like Saul the king who lived under a fruit tree while his son Jonathan climbed the cliff to face the enemy. Live like Jonathan, full of faith. Have that 20 seconds of holy courage that says, I am all in and I'm going after what God has for me. And so today we've come to the end of our all-in series. 
We begin with this story. On February 19, 1519, Spanish explorer Hernando Cortez set sail for Mexico. All the other missions to Mexico at this time had not even given one settlement. They all failed. They all left. They all ran away. But he set sail with 11 ships, 13 horses, 110 sailors, and 553 soldiers. When he arrived, he didn't just establish a settlement. He conquered most of South America. Why did he succeed when others failed? What he did upon landing is an epic tale of mythic proportions. He issued a command that made his mission an all-or-nothing proposition. When the ships landed in the harbor, he gave the order to burn the ships. And as everyone watched the ships burn and sink in the harbor, they realized that retreat was no longer an option. I believe that nine times out of ten, failure in our life is when we move from plan A to plan B. Because plan A got too costly, or it was too difficult, or it was too risky, and so we just moved to plan B because we were scared of plan A, what God told us to do. And most people end up living a plan B life. But if you want to be a plan A person, you've got to get rid of plan B. It's plan A or bust. I'd rather crash and burn doing what God told me to do than to succeed at something else. I want to do what God told me to do. There's a moment where we have to burn the ships. We have to say goodbye to the past. We have to make not only a defining decision to move forward, but we have to cut off the way to get to the past. And we have to go after what God has for us. We need to burn the ship of past failure. We need to burn the ship of bad habits. We need to burn the ship of regrets. We need to burn the ship of guilt. We've got to burn the ship of the old life and the old world. That first step is the longest and the hardest, but as we move into the future, we have to eliminate the possibility of moving backwards. That's how you achieve great goals for God. That's how you reconcile that relationship. That is how you break that addiction. You burn the ship and you leave the past in the past. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7 is where we'll start today. It says, It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. <clears throat> he obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. In 1948, Korzak Zilikowski was commissioned by Lakota Chief Henry Standing Bear. Is that like a great Native American name, Henry Standing Bear? But he was commissioned by him to design a mountain carving that would honor uh, the Native American war leader, Crazy Horse. Now, Crazy Horse didn't even like his picture taken. So I'm not sure how he would feel about a 550-foot statue carved into granite in the Black Hills. But he was commissioned, and so he began, and he gave his whole life as he worked three decades carving the statue that is eight feet taller than the Washington Monument, 
nine times bigger than the faces on Mount Rushmore. And he's given his whole life to it. He died in 1982, and so the Zillukowski family carried on their father's vision and has continued carving to this day. Their projected date of completion? 2050. A hundred years after it began. But the Crazy Horse Monument, as big as it is, amazing that one man and his family would spend their whole lives doing it, it, it still falls 20 years short of Noah building the ark. We tell that story in Sunday school, so I want us to get this in our mind, how big and awesome that project was. I mean, we're talking about one of history's largest and longest building projects by one man and his family. I want us to realize how big this project was. The Bible tells us it was 300 cubits in length, 50 cubits wide, 30 cubits high. Now, a cubit is approximately 17.5 inches. That means it is longer than one and a half football fields. It is, it, I mean, when you think about that, it has the capacity, the volume is 1.5 million cubic feet. You could put 569 boxcars into the ark. It can house 125,000 animals. That's taking the animals from 60 of the largest zoos around the world can fit inside of the ark. And this is what's really amazing. It wasn't until the late 19th century that another boat had been built that big. And to this day, that measurement, those dimensions, uh, those are the dimensions for the, the strongest sea-going uh, vessels that have to take the storms of the sea. This was an amazing project that required brains and, and brawn and genius and tremendous faith to build the first boat ever. He needed faith because, let me ask you, who builds a boat in a desert? Who spends 120 years working on something so big that you may never, ever use? planning for a future that has never happened before. That takes faith. According to Jewish tradition, Noah didn't just build the ark, he also planted the trees that would make the ark. I mean, he was all in. And let me tell you this, a lot of times when we talk about going all in, and we have a sermon series, we make a rah-rah statement, and yes, we're going to do it. But I want to tell you, going all in is not a sprint. It is not 15 minutes of fame. It's, it's, it's going all in with your whole life for God and not caring what other people think, but only worried about the applause of nail-scarred hands. That's what going all in is all about. How can you spend your whole life working on one project? Well, ask Korzak Zilikowski. He said, when your life is over, the world will ask you one question. Did you do what you were supposed to do? Did you do what you were supposed to do? That's the question. And you know what? You can't answer that question with words. You answer that question with your life. Noah built the ark because God told him to. He was commanded to. It's what he was supposed to do. And so 
Sawing every board and hammering every nail was a sacred act of obedience to God. And when it was done, it is the longest act of obedience recorded in the Bible. From start to finish, Noah spent 43,800 days building the ark. What are you doing with the days that God gives you? What are you supposed to do? What is God calling you to do that only you can do? That will require faith, that will require God's anointing on your life, where He gets all the glory in the end. Judges chapter 3, verse 31 says, After him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, who killed 600 of the Philistines with an ox goad, and he also saved Israel. Shamgar is probably the least likely to save Israel, first of all, because he's not even part of the... Israel's family. He's an outsider. And he could have had a list of excuses saying, look, I don't have the right weapons. I, don't, I can't do this all by myself. These aren't even my people. I mean, there's so many excuses he could have made. And let me tell you something. If you're looking for an excuse, you will find one. But if you don't, you won't. See, your calling trumps your credentials every time. God doesn't just call the qualified. He qualifies the called And all you have to do is just say, God, here I am. I'm available, I'm teachable, and I believe what you tell me to do. Look at this quote from the book All In by Mark Batterson. It says, if you go when God gives you the green light, he will take you to inaccessible places to do impossible things. Obey when God gives you the green light. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 says, and I heard a voice from the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. Every great man or woman of the Bible, great man and woman of faith in history, they all said, here I am. It's going all in with God. You know, just making yourself available to God. If he says, hey, I want you to go across the street, talk with your neighbor. Or if he says, go on to the other side of the world and minister there, whatever he tells you to do, you just say, okay, God, here I am. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. Yes, well, what if I fail? What if, what if, what if? You know what? It's God's responsibility. If he asks you to do something, all you have to do is obey. From the very beginning in the first message, I talked about Joshua 3.5. It says, Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. The Lord does amazing things. It's not us, it's him. We just make ourselves available. We consecrate ourselves to God. We just take that first step. And you may say, well, that hits too big. It's, it's like a mountain. You know how you climb a mountain? One step at a time. You just step out in obedience. And remember Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Probably the best example of burning the ships in Scripture comes from the life of Elisha. And this is where I want to spend our time here today. 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 21 It says, so Elisha returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast the flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople. They all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. Elisha burned the ships so that retreat would not be an option. He destroyed the old way of life, everything that would take him back, every instrument that could get him back to his old life, he, he got rid of. He burned his plow equipment, 
and then he barbecued his oxen. I want you to think about that for a moment. Elisha came from a place called the Dancing Meadow in the Hebrew. He is really a well-to-do farmer, because most farmers had their plow equipment and one oxen. Not only did he have a lot of equipment, he had 12 oxen. He could have had a really good life there in the meadow. But God said, no, I, I want you to be my prophet. And so that day was the last day of his old life and the first day of his new life. It was the end of Elisha the farmer and the beginning of Elisha the prophet. And Elisha literally cooked his old way of life and ate it for dinner. He was all in. There was no going back. That was his moment. What will your moment be? What statement of faith are you going to make? What way are you going to trust God? What will your statement be? You look throughout Scripture and you see statements. So you can begin with Zacchaeus, who in one moment as a tax collector spent his whole life accumulating wealth, gave it all away and more in a second. Think of the prostitute who came to Jesus. And she knelt at his feet. She broke her bottle of perfume and anointed Jesus' feet. They, they talked about how valuable that was, and, and it was probably all the money she had, but also think about it, it's her perfume. It's her sex appeal. It's, it's part of her trade, and she's breaking it out of the, at the feet of Jesus, saying, I am all in, Jesus. I am not going back to my old way of life. I am all in. Think about the town of Ephesus, when Paul comes and preaches and there's a revival and many people are saved and that is a town that is steeped in witchcraft and, and, and they have this book of spells that a lot of the people that now are saved have. They bring their books of spells to the center of the city and they burn them. They burn so many books in, in the middle of that city that it cost 50,000 drachmas. 50,000 drachmas worth of books burned in the city. If you accumulate that, that was 138 years of wages that was burnt. The price tag today on that would be $3.7 million. That's a statement of faith. I'm burning the old way of life. I am not going back to the past. What is your statement going to be? What are you going to do to say, God, I'm putting my faith in you and I'm burning the ships to the past? See, Elisha was 200% committed to God. Not only did he say, God, I'm all in and I will follow you, but I'm going I'm to get rid of anything that would take me back to my old way of life. I am 200% in. And because he was 200% in, he asked God for a double portion. You know, Elijah had done more miracles than any other prophet, and Elisha shows up and says, I want to do even more. I want a double portion. See, the problem is we want God to do the miracles in our life, but we don't want to change. We want him to do something new, but we want to keep doing the same old thing. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 says, I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling me. 
God granted Elisha's request because of his boldness and the radical statement of faith. I believe that when we give all of ourselves to God, he gives all of himself to us. That's just what God does. That's how he works. And we have not, because we ask not, but I believe we ask not because we're not all in. I believe that you are one decision away from a totally different life. That's one of the first statements we made as we began this series. You are one, you're just one act away, one decision away from a totally different life. A lot of times we don't believe that we can change. That, that, that this transformation process, it works on, on these guys in the Bible, but I don't know if it works for me. And I want to tell you, it works because the power of God works. I had to travel halfway around the world to be reminded on just how powerful God's transformation work is. On the screen will be a, a picture of a guy by the name of Sasha, or Alexander. And um, see him smiling there with his son at a birthday party. Sasha is an amazing volunteer for Mission Possible. He's had his all-in moment with God. I mean, this guy, he drives for Mission Possible. He feeds the people on the street. He preaches the gospel. He helps. And you know what? He, all does, he, does it all, he doesn't get a penny for doing it. He volunteers probably more time than, than, than he actually works for a living. I mean, this, that's how all-in Sasha is. And, and his life has impacted all of us that that went over there. And you look at his face smiling there, you, you see Sasha, you think, man, this, this guy must have grown up in church and loved God his whole life and look how happy he is and stuff. You know what the reality is? It's just a few months before that picture is taken, Sasha was living on the streets, addicted to drugs, lost his family, lost everything, waiting to die. But then he had his all-in moment with God. Cutting off everything. And he made some really hard decisions. Cutting off everything from the past. Saying, I'm moving into the future. And God's power has restored him, not just a little bit, but, but now he's actually rescuing the people that used to be like him. I'm telling you, God's power will change your life. You are one decision away from a totally different life. God lives in you. Jesus proclaimed that the kingdom of God is within you. That when God created you, He created you to house the power of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever thought of that before? That I was created to house the power of God? And when God's power comes in, your life will never be the same. You will be transformed. But you've got to go all in. And this is your moment right now. You have a card there that you received when you came in today. I want you to take that out right now. And our worship team is coming up to, um, to begin to play. And we're not going to sing anything right now. We're just, we're just going to have some music. And I'm going to ask you to take this card. And we've been talking about this now since the beginning of the year. Now we're in the first week of February. We've talked about going all in with God, but now's the time to go all in. 
I'm going to ask you to write down on this sheet of paper. I'm going to ask you to, to I know we're, we're you probably a lot of people sitting by you. I'm just going to ask you, not, don't look one way or the other if you need to hide it. Just, I want you to write down the ships that you're going to burn. You're saying, this, is, this has had too much control in my life for too long. I, I am burning the ship. And when I burn the ship, I am cutting off any way to get back to that old life. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to, I'm going to, this is going to stop in my life and, and it is, we're going to take steps to never go back again. And I want you to write down some things because I believe that the Holy Spirit can speak to you right now. In just a moment when it's quiet, I'm not talking, just music is playing. I want you to begin to write down just things. I'm burning the ship. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a sin. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's just something that, that has had you in chains for too long. You're going to write it down. We are, we are breaking this off. We are, this is, we're burning the ships. We're moving forward. And that's the first part of what I want you to write on this card. Then I'm going to ask you, and again privately so no one can see it, but just you and God, I want you to write the commitment that you're making. That you know that God has created you for, for this, and, and you just haven't done this yet because you've been doing that, and it's time to do this. And so I want you to write what this is. I want you to write your commitment of faith. For Noah, it was building an ark. I don't know what it is for you. I don't know what it is for your family. I don't know what it is for your life. But what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do with your life? With the days that God gave you, I want you to write that down in this card. And then if you don't want anybody to see it, I just want you to fold it up so nobody can see it. But I, I want you to do that now. I'm going to go because the Lord's been speaking to me this week about what to write on this card. So I'm going to go down and write on the card what the Holy Spirit speaks to me. But for just a few moments, you and God have a talk. And I want you to write down the things that you need to burn the ships. And then write down the thing, the ark that you need to build. Take that time and, and I'll tell you what to do with it in a little bit. excuses is over. Stop looking for an excuse. Start living by faith. I'm going to ask you to just keep this in your hands and we're going to pray. 
you're, if you're still riding, you can keep riding. Just let the spirit move. I don't want to interrupt you, but I also want to be sensitive of our time today because I believe God wants us to, to do something else. But let's just pray. Lord, um, we hold in our hands the things you want us to turn from. The things that you want to burn out of our lives. The things that we have retreated to over and over and over again. But Lord, today we burn the ships. Lord, I pray that as we wrote down what you called us to do, that, that that would be our plan A and there would be no plan B. God, that we would do what you've called us to do, no matter how long it takes, no matter what you ask us to do. God, we want to be all in this morning. We've been hearing about it week after week after week, and now, God, we're going all in. We're going all in. Lord, we can't do it without your strength, without your help. So we submit to your power, your will, your way today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask you to stand in just a moment, and we're going to sing. What I'm going to ask you to do is, is during the song, I'm going to ask you to step out of your seat and to bring your card forward and place it in here. When we're all done putting our cards in there, there's some men that are going to come up. We're going to nail this shut. We're going to take it out. And you will never see this again. We're burning the ships. We're setting sail in a new direction. We're going to live by faith, no longer by fear. And so would you stand with me this morning? We're going to sing. We're going to worship. And I'm going to ask you to bring your card up at some point, whenever you want, and just put it here. And then it's going to leave before we're done today. Let's go. 
get your car to take it out, you can do that too, but good luck, so I don't know. It's more than putting a card in a coffin. You may need to go home and do something else. You may need to go home and flush something down the toilet or erase it from your computer. You might need to go and reconcile a relationship. I, I don't know what you may need to do, but it's time to burn the ships and go all in with God. Because if you don't, you will miss all the miracles that He wants to do. You know that Elisha saw more miracles than any other prophet? And he saw it because he went all in. Don't miss the miracles God wants to do in your life. Go all in this morning. We're going to sing Overcome now, and I'm going to ask the men that are going to nail this shut. It's going to exit. And I want you to, as you hear the nails go in, I want you to, to realize, oh, some more cards. Any more cards, quickly. Because once it's nailed, it's nailed. When you hear those nails being pounded, know that's the end of your old life. Just as Jesus was nailed to the cross, you now have victory. And as this goes out, you'll never see it again. God, we thank you for this holy moment. And now, God, we just, uh, Lord, we're going to do an act up here. But, Lord, we know that you're doing something spiritually in our hearts and in our lives. Give us the courage, Lord, to go all in, to lay it all down. And, God, we don't want to miss any miracles that you have for us. So, Lord, we go all in.
Hallelujah. I want to tell you today that God declares you brand new in Him. You're a new creation. You're not the same. You're not old. You don't belong to sin. You now walk in His power. If you want to learn more about walking in His power, come this Wednesday night and learn more about that. I'm going to ask you to be seated for just one moment because we do one thing every communion weekend, uh, and that is receive an offering for those in need. This is an above and beyond offering. I don't want you to feel any uh, pressure to give. Uh, This is just, we give to people who are in need. That's what Jesus told us to do. And so if God has blessed you and you have more money at the end of the month that you can give to those that that are in need, I'm going to encourage you to do that now. Everything given in this offering goes to help people that are under-resourced. We help people in our church. Uh, Sometimes we help people around the world. Uh, we got just a, a, a... Sad story from a pastor that's just going through a really hard time right now. We'd love to send even something little to him this month. And uh, so we, we just, whatever you give, we send out to people who are in need. So thank you for your, your giving at this time. And again, if you're going through a hard time, a difficult financial time, please don't feel any obligation to give. This is just above and beyond. But I'm going to invite the men and women to come forward and let's pray as we do. Lord, I thank you for blessing us, Scott, so that we can give. And uh, Lord, we give. Uh, to help those uh, that are in need the most. And so, Lord, uh, we give with grateful hearts to you that you can meet their need. And, Lord, may they know your love and your provision uh, through your church. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, As you give this morning and before we go, it's with a heavy heart. Uh, There's wonderful things like baby dedication, and there's sad things when you have to say goodbye. And so I'm going to invite Jean Ann to come down. Um, I'm not sure where she's sitting. Where's Jean Ann at? There's Jean Ann. Come on down. And Jean uh, Ann is, is moving to California. She's had a dream to be a movie star since she was a little girl. And, um, <laughs> no, we, we talked in our staff meeting today, and we said if, if there were more Jean Annans in the world, it would be a better place. And I know that all that you know her would say the same. So. Um, She's a, you're a picture of faithfulness, and, and we know that God's going to honor you as you go. Do you want to say anything as you go? You don't have to, because... I do. There you go. I do. Um, this all started when my first grandson was born, and he turned five on uh, Thursday. And now I have three grandsons out there. And as soon as he was born, I'm like, I am moving out here. I am moving out here. I am moving out here. And it wasn't for the weather. It's just for them. And, um, and then another baby came, and then another baby came. <laughs> And I was out there at Mother's Day after the last baby came this year. He's eight months old now. And, um, you know, just love holding these babies. Came home as usual and thinking, oh, my gosh, it's so wonderful, blah, blah, blah. And about two weeks later, God said, you mentioned something about a green light. Mm -hmm. That's what happened about Mm. two weeks after the last, I came back from the last baby visit. And... um, God has just made everything smooth, except for the leaving part. The leaving part is not smooth. It's very hard, but, you know, I just love you guys so much. You have been such a huge part of my family. I mean, I have my own family here, too, but this church family has meant so much for so many years, and I'm going to miss you all, but I will definitely be back whenever I'm here for family things. I am coming to church here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, right? Yeah. And uh, I think you should. And, uh, you deserve it. 
You deserve it. And um, we'll we'll miss you, but you're always part of our family. That's it. You know, and and the great thing is, you know how cool heaven's going to be. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be. Well, we heard last week. It's pretty good. But but it's but it's good. I'm gonna. We're going to do our blessing now. We're going to give our blessing over Jean Ann, but we're also going to pray for those. She's driving to California. It's a it's a ladies' road trip. It's it's kind of like. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, whoever's riding, we need to pray for everybody. So come on down. Any of the ladies that are traveling. And uh, come on down. Any more? There comes some more. All right. Now, how many know this is going to be a fun road trip? <laughs> All right. This is going to, but we want them to be safe and secure. And, um, and I'm also going to ask, uh, Jean Ann has so many friends and, and people that have worked with her in ministry. and all. Anybody that wants to come and pray right now, I'm just going to ask you to step out of your seat to come. Place your hands on, on Jean Ann and, and the ladies here. Just come on down. We'll surround them. We've got room. Altars, purposely made the altars big at church so we can, we can come down and be here. So come on down. Don't be shy. We give the blessing every service, but sometimes uh, it's very special because uh, we believe that this blessing is going to go with Jean Ann because she's, she's doing an all-in moment in her life right now. Amen. So, so we're going to pray the blessing over her, but, but we're all going to receive that blessing because really this week is all of our all-in moments. So... Jean Ann and our Christian Life Church family, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. God, we thank you for that blessing that has rested upon Jean Ann and really all of us as we gather together to worship you here. But Lord, uh, in our all-in moments, you may call us uh, to different places, and we may have to leave, and Lord, we're all going to have to leave these doors and, and go out to our families and our work and our schools, and, and so Lord, we're going to take that blessing as we go. And God, we know that we have that blessing, but God, today, I'm going to ask for a double portion. We went all in today, God, so Lord, we ask a double portion of the blessing, of the favor, of the protection, God of your smiles upon our life, of your peace. Give us a, a double anointing, God. And Lord, keep us safe, keep us strong, until we can gather together again as the church and worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's been a good day in the house of God. God bless you. Thanks for coming. We will uh, see you Wednesday night for our prayer service, learning about the power of God in our life. And we'll see you next weekend as well. God bless you.